Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the GEO Podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about how geoscientists keep their eye on volcanoes so they can provide good and solid advice to residents if an eruption's going to take place. Now, each volcano is different. But today I want to talk about at least four of the things that geoscientists can watch and measure to see whether an eruption is going to occur. These include earthquakes, deformation, gases, and well water. So let's start by talking about earthquakes. When magma is squeezed up into a volcano from its lower volcanic reservoirs, the magma forces the rocks to move. They have to move apart where magma is being pushed in, and sometimes when the magma moves from one section to another, those rocks get forced back together again. This movement of rock against rock is a seismic event. It's an earthquake, and we can measure those. On most of the world's really active volcanoes, there is a whole array of seismic equipment that is placed on the volcanoes so the scientists can measure the earthquakes with great accuracy. And they're looking not just at the size of the earthquake that we call magnitude, but they're looking for the exact location, including depth. All of this data gives us a great idea of what the magma is doing. Is it moving into a new area of the volcano? Is it rising up through the volcano? Or is it draining out of the volcano? The earthquake data also acts a little bit like an ultrasound for the volcano and provides us with information of what the structure of the magma chambers are deep within the volcano itself. Using that information, geoscientists can work out the sort of internal plumbing of the volcano, which will help them to predict what might happen next. And in some cases, when magma actually reaches the surface and erupts as lava, we can get a very low shaking of the ground that is measured as an earthquake and is referred to as volcanic tremor. Now, I have experienced volcanic tremor when I was once staying in Hawaii, where the whole house that we were living in shook for at least an hour, if not longer. Low rumbling of the ground. Volcanic tremor really is quite spectacular. The next piece of information that geoscientists look at is called deformation. As magma rises up and is injected in parts of the volcano, it makes the volcano swell. And so the surface of the volcano becomes deformed. Often this deformation is somewhat in a cycle where it swells and rises and we call that inflation and then it might shrink down again and we call that deflation. And on some volcanoes there's quite a cycle of inflation of a volcano, then deflation of the volcano even when an eruption is not taking place. These changes to the shape of the volcano used to be measured by a simple device called a tilt meter. The tilt meter told the geoscientists whether the ground was tilting compared to its normal state. So at any given point where the device was, they could measure whether the tilt was increasing or decreasing as the volcano inflated or deflated. Nowadays, the role of the tilt meter has somewhat been taken over by very high precision GPS units that are again gone and placed all around the volcano. 
These devices can measure very minute changes in the height of the volcano as it inflates and deflates. In most cases, these are fractions of millimetres, but during large events, those movements can be up to metres in height. The third thing that geoscientists measure are gases. Now, there are many different gases that come out of a volcano, and the vast majority of the gases that we see around volcanoes is really just water. This is because the heat of the magma in the volcano heats up any groundwater that has percolated down into the sides of the volcano during rain and gets converted to steam, and that steam comes back out of vents on the flanks of the volcano. However, the magma itself contains a whole range of different gases, like sulphur dioxide, hydrogen sulphide, carbon dioxide, and so on. When magma gets close to the surface, these magmatic gases get released and come out the same vents along with the steam. And so, geoscientists can measure the gases that come from all of the different vents and watch for spikes in those magmatic gases. So, for example, a vent that is releasing steam most of the time, if all of a sudden it starts releasing lots of sulphur dioxide, we know that the magma is close by. The final and somewhat antiquated method that has been used in the past to monitor volcanoes is the temperature of well water. On some volcanoes, especially in places where civilization has been there a long time, there are lots of wells that have been dug around the volcano for people to obtain water. By just measuring the temperature of that water may give us an indication where the magma is rising in the volcano. Even if it does, then the water will get hotter. There are some volcanoes where the water that is coming out in some places, in wells and in natural springs, is already hot. So like the hot springs that you find in New Zealand and Iceland and even in parts of the United States. But it's looking for changes in the water temperature that provides us the information when we wanted to monitor a volcano. So there are four things that geoscientists can look at when they want to monitor a volcano. As technology increases, we're coming up with even more and more ways that we can monitor volcanoes. A lot of those from space. We can now use satellites and radar and even drones to have a look at volcanoes, including measuring deformation and even gases in the atmosphere. So modern-day geoscientists really have a ton of tools that they can use to monitor volcanoes. Monitoring volcanoes to try to work out if an eruption will take place is a really important thing when you're trying to minimise the risk to people. I should point out, on top of the geoscience that is behind monitoring volcanoes, there is a lot of other information that gets collected when a volcano erupts. Understanding, for example, what the local weather pattern is doing at the time of the eruption is really important. Wind speed and direction is important because ash could get blown over towns or cities. In really large eruptions, some of the finer particles can actually end up in the upper atmosphere and can stay aloft for tens of years. In these cases, a volcanic eruption can really affect the entire planet. Many of the developed countries have really good monitoring programs on all of their active volcanoes. 
Some of the developing countries don't have the facilities to do their own, and so international groups of geoscientists have set up monitoring programs to help those countries out. So it really is a worldwide effort to monitor the volcanoes of our planet. So that's it for this episode of the Geo Podcast. But as usual, if you're looking for more information about geoscience, if you're a school teacher and looking for activities, or you want to come on one of our educator trips to volcanoes around the world, then please go and check out our website. That's geoetc.com, G-E-O-E-T-C.com. But for now, keep on rocking.